we ask and pray that uh, as we just take a few moments, just reflect around uh, you, the living word, Jesus, and your written word, that you would just feed our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, and our imaginations too. We pray that you you know, we know that your word is living and active. It restores, refreshes, renews, releases. And pray this morning that by the power of your spirit, that you will have your way in our minds and our hearts and our lives. Come Holy Spirit, have your way. Enliven your word to us. Maybe some things that we hear, we know some of the verses, but we pray let there's something fresh. Something fresh this morning we ask that we might know something in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Matthew chapter 11, just for a moment or two. And I just want to focus on one verse, uh, really. It's in Matthew 11, verse 28. Uh, To some, it may be a very well-known verse. And to some of us, it might be something fresh uh, and new. But we pray that, that, you know, as we share together for a few moments. So while you're turning to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. So what we've been doing, so over the the holiday period from sort of the end of July, the last, last Sunday of July, throughout the Sundays in August, there's been a bit of a method been very much a method, rather a bit of a method in where we've been going. We've been sort of taking a broad theme of holidays and vacation. And so we've looked at things like being busy better. Uh, another message that we looked at was repositioning our lives. Last week, Andrew shared insp- ins- with inspiration the ultimate staycation. So the, the, there's this theme of of what, what, over the holiday period, of, of being refreshed, restored, as well as taking a break, but also doing something in our hearts and minds and our spirits. And so this morning, following that theme, I want to speak about holiday R&R. Holiday R&R. And we'll see where we go with that over the next few moments. And we'll finish at a reasonable time so we can just respond. So we read in, in Matthew 11, verse 28, we read these words. Jesus said this, to people that were consumed by life. He said this, and these words are pertinent for you and I today. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. The New International Version. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. People speak about a bit of R&R, rest and relaxation. During the holidays, we look for rest. And it's a great opportunity, the the holiday period, to um, get away from it all. And rightly so, because we need, you know, it's it's proven, it's it's a fact, it's it's life, that we need those moments to restore, recharge the battery, to rest, to relax. Uh, But I don't know about you, but I uh, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who feels like this, but there are times when I get back from holiday, that I th- and I, I sit in my study on the first day, I think, I need another holiday to get over the holiday. Am, am I, uh, you laugh, so you probably feel like me. <laughs> you know, you, you've, you've rested and relaxed so much, perhaps. Or maybe you've had a holiday that isn't quite the holiday that you'd hoped for, I don't know. But um, there's something in that, isn't there? You know, that, that, that feeling, I need another holiday feeling. And um, that Monday morning feeling... You know, I hope I'm not making this a nightmare for you if you've just got back from your holidays. But that Monday morning feeling creeps 
I don't know, it's sort of coming at the back of your mind. Now, you know, that's normal. If you feel like that from time to time, that's just normal. But if you feel that Monday morning feeling on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, then we need some true holiday R&R. And Jesus promises something. If if we need that, if there is that sort of sense of Monday morning, and I've always need, and I need something again and again and again and again and again and again, then that's a bit of a sign that we're overdue something in God. And it's that that I want to just reflect on this morning. Not the odd Monday morning feeling. Not the feeling that I just, you know, we laugh and I laugh. I need a holiday and I need another holiday. That's that's just normal. That's human nature. And that's rightly so. It's when it, we feel it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, it's a regular sense of occurrence in our hearts and lives. Um, rest. Jesus said there, if you come to me, I will give you rest. Contrary to the human agenda of our age, humanist, but the agenda of our age that says human beings, we can do it all. There is a teaching of our age that says that the human being, we're top of the food chain, and there is no limit to what human beings can do. If you put your, you know, in the education system, if you put your mind to it, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. There's a degree of truth in that, but it's been stretched to the point, it's been made something almost religious and a religious mantra. But contrary to that sort of agenda, it's a humanist agenda, it puts us at the very centre of life. I have found that I just can't do it all. Every human being, there comes a point, a place in life that we just cannot do it all. And it's when we... And what that, what that does is, it's, it's, it's this. If, if we leave God out of the agenda and believe that we can do it and I'll do it and I'll make my mind up and I'll go here and I'll go there and I'll, I've, I plan this and I plan that and it's good to plan, by the way, and it's good to have a have plan for life. I'm not saying any of that's wrong. But if we leave God out of it, there's an aspect of life that we cannot do it all and we become frustrated, burdened, frustrated, heavy laden. Uh, so it's when we leave God out that we become un fulfilled. There'll be others that would disagree with that, but I have found, and I've observed, I've found that in my own life, no matter how good you do, no matter how much holidays you have, how much holidays you have, how many holidays you have, rather, it doesn't matter where you go and what you try to escape. If we leave God out, there's some sense of gnawing frustration. Why? Because we cannot do it all without him. We were designed to have a relationship with the Creator. And so it's when we live in a way that God intended or created us to that a sense of fulfillment begins to really flood our lives. I'm not saying you can't have a sense of fulfillment in life uh, and live a life. I know lots of people that don't go to church, maybe don't even believe in God. And, and I can't say that there's no fulfillment in their lives. There's, there's quite a degree. But there's this ultimate gnawing down, deep down, in the very center gut of our being, whereby true, lasting, total, complete, 360 sense of deep fulfillment comes in doing what God intended, in have, having a relationship, living the way the Creator created us to. That's what brings a real sense of 
fulfillment or rest. And so rest isn't just um, from work, but it's in work. A sense of fulfillment and rest in life isn't just that we... Because this is why you have a holiday and you need another one and you need another one and you need another one. It's not just from work, but there is a fulfillment in life, not from life, but in the midst of life. And this is what I was saying a couple of weeks ago about this idea of being busy better. All of us will have a busy lifestyle. If you're retired, you still have a busy lifestyle in the age in which we live. But there's a way of doing it better. And that better is God at the center. Uh, Because we were created to relate to God. We can kick against it. You can do your own thing. But God created us in relationship with him. And that's the way we're designed. And that's what works so well. And so this rest isn't just from work, but it's in work. And so it's partnering. So this rest or this fulfillment that Jesus promises is partnering with God to do what he is calling you and I to do. It's opening up our hearts and lives so that we follow a life that was intended by God for you. And there is a life for you and for me that is according to you and your life and your home and his plan for you and your marriage and your, your work and your, your, your retirement. And what's for you is maybe not for me, but God knows. And he, there is a plan and purpose for each one of us. And so it's finding what is God has intended for me and my creator. And that's the key to knowing a sense of rest. It's partnering with God to do what he is calling you to do. By his grace, there is a mercy that fits for you and leaving the part that we can't do in his hands. That's trusting God to do it. It's partnering with God and trusting him to do it in our lives. That's the sense of there's a rest. It's not just... And it is putting up your feet and it is having a rest and it is having a relaxation. Of course, But I know lots of people that relax. I know lots of people that rest. I know lots of people that go on lots of holidays. But there is a deep down gnawing gut reason of living a life in a way that God created us to do. And what's right for you might not be right for me in God. But you've got to find your way in God. And partner with him what he's calling you to do. Receive his grace to live it. And then leave that part that you can't do trusting him to do it. There is something amazing if you can trust God to do aspects of your life that you cannot do. There's a tremendous liberty and freedom in knowing that he's a good, good father. So there is this sense of fulfillment. It's what Jesus was promising when he said, come to me and I will give you rest. So R&R, we want rest and relaxation. But it's interesting. What Jesus says here is that this rest, this fulfillment, this place, this sense of purpose, this lining up my heart and with the heart and beat of God. And that's the key. It's my heart with God's heart. And that's the key to life. It's not doing stuff. It's not reading more. It's not going to more churches, but lining up my heart with the heart of God, which is so important. It's this that grants us the sense of rest. And this comes out of Okay, yes, to some degree, relaxation. That's absolutely true. But predominantly, out of relation. Out of relation. The rest of God comes out of relation. Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Who? To who? To me, says Jesus. We can, we can decide which style of church, which type of preacher, what type of music, but that's... Pretty immaterial at the end of the day, it has its place. But the main aspect is this 
the heart is in relation to him. The rest that he speaks of, this lining up my heart with him, comes out of a relationship with him. So Jesus said, come to me, or you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Relationship with Jesus is the key to rest. Now you would say, whoopee-doo, I know that. So why are you not finding rest in him then? Relationship is the key. Now, it's interesting. You see, when we talk about relationship, it's what's going on with my heart and in my heart. You see, we can be on location today. You know, there's a great program. Location, location, location. And... um, You can be in location, you can be here, but our heart can be somewhere else, in a different location, a different place. Our hearts can be far from God. Our hearts could be far from God. It's not for me to say that you're far from God or you're near God. Only God knows that. That's just beautiful because he sees our hearts. But just as the the program, location, 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 how come these people always have about 450,000 pounds to buy a new house? (laughs) They're always moving from London to Kent. Or a cottage somewhere, and I think, where have they got £450,000 from? That's another story. And I love watching these great location, location, location. But do you know what? It, and it's important, the location. And people are looking for the best. But do you know what? The most important location on the face of the earth is the location of your heart, my heart. God looks at the heart, not outside. Not the style of church or the type of speaking or whatever else. But your heart, my heart, where is your heart? And it's the geography of our hearts that's so important. You know, so it doesn't matter about Kirsty and Phil and the, the battle that they have to find the best heart. There's a battle for our hearts. You know, they go head to head to see who's going to get the best house and who's going to go with them. And there's a bit of banter. But there's a battle for our hearts too. The location of our hearts is so important. When we talk about a relationship, it's about the lo- who has your heart. Who or what has your heart? Who or what has our hearts? Do our, our own ideas, I know some people, their own ideas have their hearts. I know some Christians, it's, and, and I've been like that at times, I've got my idea, but God has his idea. It, it's so easy for me to fall into the trap of my heart being gripped by something or someone else. And this is the key, the location of our hearts is so incredibly important. And it's true. It is location, location, location. Jesus said, if you come to me or you are frustrated about life, then I, that's Jesus, said, I will give you rest. You'll fit, you'll fit in. It will fit well. Life will go right as the way in which I, God, have intended for you to live. It's pretty amazing. And he does that all by mercy and grace. And you think, well, how can that happen? I've got to do this. I've got to do that. He does it by grace. He does it by love and mercy. It's incredible. It's wonderful. That's why we say, what a beautiful name. So, rest comes out of relationship. And you're right. We do need some holiday R&R. Rest and relationship. It's looking at our relationship with God that we'll find in our hearts and lives. Now, that doesn't mean to say we'll never get frustrated in life. It doesn't mean to say that we'll have days when we feel unhappy. We will. But it's the relationship, it's the heart, it's our hearts that are with him, that is brought back to him, that seems to bring us back on course, back on track, in the right place. 
uh, it said the disciples, when they were upset and frustrated, they thought Jesus was dead and buried. It's when he, he shared with them on the way to Emmaus, a, a town called Emmaus. It says in, in Luke, were not, they said, were not our hearts strangely warmed when Jesus showed himself to us and spoke to us? You see, the heart is renewing, restoring. And perhaps this morning, we need to, I need to. I know that, I don't know about you, but... Whenever I go away, I, I do relax, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the sun or whatever it is I, I've gone to. But I have on the back of my heart and mind a, a, a restoration of my heart and soul. Not only relaxing it, but also my heart and soul with God. And so this aspect of perhaps this morning for some of us, there needs to be the renewal of my heart in God. Maybe there needs to be a restoration. Maybe there's been a break. It's so easy to go on automatic pilot. I've done that myself. So finally, let me just share how we can experience, therefore, it's so important, God's R&R, his rest and relationship. Okay, so a number of things that you and I can do. The first thing that we can do is realize, is realize. I don't know about you, it's when I... um, go away, I can just take a moment to just think about certain things. And I find very often when people go away and take some time out, whether it's on holiday or you know, locally, or whatever you do, it, it's usually certain things come to your mind and you think, I need to make a change with this, or I need to put that behind me, or I need to stop that, or I need to start this. A realization comes along. And people do that with life and relationships and job and home and practicalities. But also, what about God? What about our relationship with God? And so a sense of, take time, I realize. Uh, that, that, so uh, the thing I do is, it's, an old, it's, an old, it's a, not an old word, but it's a word that's not used quite as much today, is to repent. First thing is repent. Repent. Repent is more than saying sorry, although it does have sorry in it, but it's coming to God and saying, you know what, God? I'm sorry. I need you. I want my life to change according to your plan. Uh, The word repent literally means U-turn. Make a U-turn. A complete U-turn with your life. It's more than saying sorry. If we just say sorry, we can sometimes go back to something again. And we don't make a U-turn. But to repent is, yes, there's a a degree of sorrow and a desire to say to God, forgive me, God. I've not been living the way I should. or I've not not paid attention to to you. In any relationship, there's a sense of saying sorry. But there's, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. A U-turn is that you're moving in one direction, say, moving away from God, but you're going to turn and say, I'm going to live to follow you, God. I'm going to live for you, God. That's my desire. Might not feel, I might not feel good. I might not fully understand, but it's a desire. It starts with a desire that I am going to, to repent. It's, it's a sense of sorrow with a, a sea change of the heart, a U-turn of the, of the, of the, of the heart and the life, which the Holy Spirit will help. You do. But that, that is so powerful. I know lots of people that have a sense of sorrow, but then go back to something. The U-turn is, I'm not going to go back, but I'm going to go with you. It's not that I'm going to go back, but I want to go with you. There's a desire of wanting to go with God. You may struggle with that. You may find that hard at times, but there's a desire that I want to go with you. There's this, change, this turning of the heart. It's so incredibly important. It might be, forgive me, for I, I just spend, I, I, you know, my own ideas, my own opinion is stronger than your opinion, God. You might need a U-turn on that. I don't know. I don't, I, you know it could be anything. But 
there's this realization that comes with a desire to not just go my own way or go going away, but I freshly want to follow you and I turn my heart towards you. Um, and as we do that, the, se- the next thing is, and this, this isn't maybe a step by step, this might all happen at the same time, but the, the second thing I say is we need to release. The first thing is the sense of repent, but release. We let go. You know, I speak about this a lot, but I found this in my own life. Let go, and we'll talk about it in a moment, let God. But we need to let go. Let go and let God. So let go, release. There's something to let go of. Um, with me, it would be my way, my opinion, at times in my life. And I've had to wrestle with letting go. It's hard because it's me. It's, there's something to, to let, I don't know, but for each one of us, there's, there'll be something to let go of. Um, you don't have to be addicted to something to need to let go of something. It could be a hurt. It could be an upset. Uh, uh, memories of anger about something, but we need to let go of whatever it might be. It might be apathy. Um, It it, it might be um, a sense of pressure from a a, um, a manager or something. And and we feel guilt and pressure and guilt. And just, I release them into your hands. I release my life. I release them. I release this feeling. I release this thought. There's a sense of letting go. Um, Let go... Let God. There's this, the third thing I'd say is rely. So there's repent, release, and then we rely. There's a sense of, of, of resting, relying, leaning. I said the other Sunday, sometimes I've spoken to people and they say, God is a crutch. Kick the crutch and you fall down. No, he's not. God is a living God. I can lean upon his shoulder. I don't rely on a crutch. I lean upon the shoulder of God. I gaze into his face. I reach out to my, his hand. He's a living God. That's amazing. So if anyone says it's a crutch, tell them that's not the case. He's a living God. And um, so therefore I can rely, I can gaze, I can see his face. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life when I get upset about something, I'm worrying about something, and all I can see and all I'm gripped by is that fear. But then as I let go and I choose and look and start to gaze, it might not change straight away, but there's something amazing as we look upon his face, as we reach out to his hand, as we want to lean upon him. You may feel that you've got nothing to read, there's nothing you can do, then just lean on God. I just need you, God. I can do no more now. I feel nothing. I can see nothing. I can say nothing. Well, then lean upon him. He's strong enough to take the weight of the whole world, (laughs) several, multiple billions of people, the sins of the world. That's pretty amazing. So we can rely and lean on. Now, there's something in human nature that says, I'll sort it out, I'll do this. And and I know, because I do that myself. There's a danger in me, there's a part of me that can be a bit of a whittler and a worrier at times. And so with, with determination and with a desire, I'm learning to rely, lean, release and rely, lean on. There's an old song about leaning, isn't it, on his everlasting arms? You know, there's, there's a classic leaning. There's something powerful because it's by his grace. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's wonderful. It's beautiful to be released, to be released. Try it and find the sense of frustration beginning to ebb away. Um, so repent, really, rely, re- uh, release, rely, um, relate. It, it goes without saying, if, if Christianity is about a relationship with Jesus, who said, come and follow me, 
then that we, you know, we, we speak about, it's not, oh, it's not religion, it's a relationship. People speak to me about going to church and, and uh, uh, you are minister, minister of religion. I'll say, minister of relationship. On the passport form, you have to write minister of religion. If I put minister of relationship on it, they, they, they come back to some of you, won't get your passport, perhaps. Yeah. They think, what weird organization is this part of? But it is relationship, it is, isn't it? And so, so to relate, we need to do something to, to, to be relating. So speak, listen, open the heart. If you and I didn't speak to anyone around us, our family, our friends, our loved one, our husband, our wife, then we won't have a relationship. And so the same with Jesus. He's living and alive. He says, I sent the person of the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. We can talk in heart and life. And so sometime outside of us meeting like this, and I know you know, you probably know this, but meeting like this is great to encourage and worship together and be encouraged one another. But as we go from here in our home and our lives, walking, um, there's a sense of, of our speaking to God. And uh, we don't have to get all holier than thou about it. It, 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 it my heart can be conversational. I, I find it, it spectacular and amazing to concentrate and uh, my attention with thanks. And um, for me, this is, this is what seems to work for me, particularly at certain points in the morning. You know when I feel, oh, the poor old me's coming on and life... As I turn my attention and, and look upon God and start to look and rely and I start to, to think about his goodness in my life and what he has done and what I know he can do and I start to say, thank you, God, and I start to talk to him and I talk to Jesus, our hearts are aligned, strangely warmed by the person of the Holy Spirit. And so there's this aspect of relating. You know, if, you know it's, I, I know people that can read the Bible every day uh, that's great, by the way. That's fantastic. And I would say, if you can do it, do, please do it, because it's good. It does us good. But it doesn't always lead to relationship if it's, that's what we're doing. And the heart is hold or held, not released, not relying, not open. But this aspect of relate. And finally, so there's this desire to, to repent, release, rely, relate. And that's ongoing. And that's something we, we continue to do. You've got to find what's right for you. Um, there are times in my life I speak out in my life there are, when I go for a walk if I'm driving the car there are times when I'm praying it's in my head you know I, I, I went to see my um, pop down to Cornwall as you do which is only sort of like five and a half hours and it took me eight plus hours because of the M5 so I had a lot of time to think and, and fret and be uptight about the motorway and stuff but um Time to speak and listen and hear uh, God is good. And so this aspect of relating, speaking to God, and, and sometimes we sometimes maybe feel it's... So I know some Christians say, oh, it's a bit weird just speaking out and what... But there is something very powerful in actually breaking the sound barrier. I found it really as a way of speaking to the living God, as well as in my mind and heart, as I'm praying and I'm speaking. As I speak to you now, obviously with honour for a Heavenly Father, but it's really powerful... Finally receive. There's something amazing happens. By his grace, grace is unmerited favor. It's mercy. All by himself. It's supernatural. It's powerful. If our hearts are open, then you find that frustration, pain, agony, 
memories, upset, practical things in life seem to line up and become fulfilled and right. We enter a place of God's rest. Why? Because he wants you to know He's designed us, he created us to have a relationship with him. So he wants you to have that place that's right for you. And it's amazing, he knows you by name. It's pretty spectacular. It's not what we do or don't do, but it's his desire. And so we're in a place to receive. Receive a sense of hope and rest and fulfillment. Why? Because amazingly, my heart seems to then line up with the will and mind and heart of God. That's by the power of his Holy Spirit. I mean, lots of Christians, and they're not at rest. They're not at peace. And I'm not saying that you have to walk around <laughs> smiling all the time, having no emotion, everything goes well. It's not, you know, I'm not saying that. But a sense of being, knowing that I'm in God's hands. My life is in God's hands. And that's why I need to walk like that every day. So I know that, that every day, that I'm in God. My life's in God's hands. My marriage, my home. You know, my relationship, my my very being. I'm in God's hands and I'm putting myself in God's hands because they're safe and secure and it's a good place, the best place to be. My word, if you let people know that, they queue. They'll be queuing up to know God. They'll be queuing up to know God. Let's pray. Perhaps we need a renewal or a restoration. Remember, it's the location of our hearts. And that true rest comes out of relation. And so Jesus said, come to me. Lord Jesus, we love you, we thank you, and we honor you, and we open up our hearts and lives to you. And as we come to worship and close here this morning, we just want to say that we come afresh to you. You know, I pray this morning particularly for people who feel the pressure of work and life and work-life balance today, uh, whether we're retired or we're working. That there is a sense of a pressure today that seems to be building up more and more and more. So I pray that you would just bring a sense of purpose, alignment and fulfillment in our hearts and minds. As we open up our hearts to you, Lord, would you, Holy Spirit, just speak, refine, relocate, redirect. Perhaps for some of us it's a realign our hearts and our minds in our spirits. For some of us this morning, there is a need for restoration. And you can do that right now by saying, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Repent. Say, God, forgive me for living me, my ideas, my way. I just want to live for you, your way. You know, God's got a great way for you. He won't drive you through the mire. You've got a great job, great life, great home, great family. There's a desire for God in your heart and life. But there's a need for us to Line our hearts, locate our hearts, Jesus' way. And maybe that's you this morning and there needs to be a sense of, forgive me, Lord, I bring my heart to you again. Forgive me, Jesus. Lord, would you bring renewal and restoration in this auditorium right now? Perhaps for people that will be listening to this, maybe on a podcast or at some stage and at some time. Holy Spirit, would you just come and touch and enliven our hearts and our minds Jesus, may your rest come upon each one here right now. In your name we pray. Amen.